0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Inspire and Intel, where we give you just a little bit of inspiration sprinkled with a dose of intellect, enough to get you going throughout your week and thriving and feeling great about what's to come. I'm your host, Leah Frazier, an award-winning journalist based out of Dallas, Texas, and it's my distinct pleasure to bring you guys this podcast because I get to encounter so many amazing individuals and to interview them, to learn their stories and their journeys, and to go to events and mix and mingle with some of the top entrepreneurs and celebrities in the U.S. And so, This week's podcast, I'm so excited about because I had the opportunity to attend the Dallas Women's Foundation Luncheon, which was on November the 7th. So I am a little bit late editing this and getting it to you guys. So my apologies, but it's so well worth it because for the keynote. They brought in Ava DuVernay, who you know is an Academy Award-nominated director. She has a fascinating story, Um, like many entrepreneurs not really trained in her field. So she goes on to discuss, as um, I'll release later in another podcast, about, you know, she didn't pick up a camera until she was 32 years old, Um, but once she started operating In her lane she realized that this was her gift and this was her talent and she's received so much success for just following that passion Um, but today I'm releasing some snippets that could possibly help a lot of people I know that I'm a person of yes I tend to say yes to more than I probably should and it's from a heart just of giving and of wanting to see other people succeed and not wanting to let people down and i feel like there's a lot of people like me out there but sometimes that results in um depression or it can result in being too overextended or just feelings of overwhelm of being overwhelmed and um it can also make you quite sad or melancholy so I thought it was very interesting that during her keynote at the foundation luncheon, Ava talks about um, opportunities where she turned down no's because she knew that there was a bigger yes down the road, even though she couldn't quite put her finger on what exactly that was. Um, So I've split this up into two parts, one where she talks about um, where she turned down an offer for something bigger. And I think you're going to be really surprised to see what exactly that was. I thought, I think it's really cool. And then in the second snippet, she talks about how your yeses, when you do say yes to something, it needs to be a diamond not a rock so say yes to the more valuable things and and if you say yes too much then you're really devaluing um what you're getting yourself involved in so i hope that this helps you it's really two short snippets if you find value in it please share it and i want you to enjoy last question is what i noted about how you always
1: say yes it was unusual for you to say no because you said that you like to say yes to things. So you're on the hustle. You're steady on the grind. In addition to the big films, you're doing smaller films. You're mentoring. You're showing up in places. You're, you're saying yes. I want you to talk just a little bit about that in closing, about the importance of doing that, of showing up for people, um, of listening to the voice, sometimes when it's doubtful. Because sometimes women say, I can't say yes to that because I need to do these three things first. And no offense guys, but guys don't often say that. Mm. They'll say, I'm gonna say yes and I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'll figure out what those three things are. Or they'll say, I can count to three, so I'll do it. You know, I mean, there's, there's, the impediments aren't there. So why is it so important for you to say yes? And what are the lessons for those of us in the room and the lessons that we can pass on to our daughters about saying yes and seizing those opportunities? Mm
2: -hmm. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for being here. I always love to see you. You too. I'm going to tell a quick story, but um, uh, I was just getting started making films and moving around the country and uh, was visiting D.C. Mm-hmm. And I got a call from Michelle Norris from the radio, didn't know her, and uh, she invited me to sit down and just have a lovely meal with her and her friends. And, and our dear friend Gwen Eiffel was with us. Gwen Eiffel was with us, Gwen Ifill. And they were these dynamic, larger-than-life giants of intellect and culture, and they sat down with me like I was just a real person on a part of their group. And you, um, you had to eat. I did have to <laughs> eat. That's what she said. You have to eat when you come. And they welcomed me to their table, and, and uh, so I'll never forget that. I was, thank you, yeah. was for such a warm welcome. Um, and I think that's the kind of yes that um, I'm interested in. I really found myself over extending myself with yes. There's different kinds of yes, different shapes of yes, right? So some of the yeses where it's obligation, where you feel like you have to do it, you have to show up, you have to give that favor, you have to do this, this, or that, and that kind of yes is very draining, and I think it's a disease of yes that women have, um, where we, um, we, we give away our yeses too easily. That's something that I was, really struggling with, and I'm still trying to ease my way out of. My colleague, Tulane Jones, is here who runs all my companies, and I, the line that I hear her say more than anything is, why did you say yes to this? Why did you say yes that? Why are you going here? Why are you doing that? And so it's to just be very specific about where I want to go. I wanted to be here. I wanted to come here. This was a yes that I wanted to. This wasn't an obligation. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. But the idea that... Our yeses need to take shape. We need to give our yeses the kind of shape that we want. Our yeses need to be diamonds, not rocks, not things that we're carrying out of obligation. There's self-care embedded in yes if you're more selective with it, and that's something that I really um, have uh, blossomed in doing over the past, uh, really, just a year and a half. Um, so think about your yes before you give the next one. The question, do I really want to do this? And if you don't really want to do it, why are you doing it? And if that why is not compelling enough, if it doesn't serve you, uh, then just re examine it and give yourself a second to think about is this where I want to be? What I want to be doing? How am I going to spend our time? Because all of our time is very precious. So um, thank you for spending your time with me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Enjoyed that first clip. Um, the quote that you need to write down and remember our yeses need to be diamonds not rocks. Um, Ava also said there's self-care embedded in yes, if you're more selective with it. And I love that because essentially she's saying you can be unapologetic about the things that you say no to, and also unapologetic about those things that you do say yes to, but make sure that they're of value and that they're of worth and that you're not just overextending yourself um, for the sake of saying yes. So as we move on um, this next clip, this next clip is Ava, discussing how she finally took her you know a dose of her own medicine said no to something really really big and ended up getting something really huge an uh, an amazing opportunity with a yes um, with the right yes that was a diamond not a rock stay tuned
1: when you completed someone you had all kinds of offers coming in your direction one of them included a chance to direct Black Panther.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Did you know that? <laughs> and you decided not to take that film and to pivot and do something else. You we were working on the 13th at that time. Uh, required viewing for everybody in the room. Also fabulous stuff. Thank you. Uh, Why did you decide to say no to Black Panther? Two-part question. Because I know you, and you said that you say yes to almost everything that's coming in your direction because you feel like why that window is open, you want to take on as much as possible. Yes. You said no in that case.
2: I said no to Black Panther. I didn't feel it was the right project for me, and I knew that there was something else coming. I didn't know what. But I felt like um, there was something else that I wanted to say at that time. And blessedly, and it was a big deal because it was a $100 million film, and it's very rare for black people to be offered a film of that budget, and certainly for women, it's pretty much non-existent at the time. Um, but to turn it down, um, thinking, oh well, that was my chance to make on a on dollars movie, won't come again. Uh, but that's okay, I, I believed there was someone else who had a stronger voice that fit that subject matter and what that company wanted to do, and then there was a great friend of mine, Ryan Kugler. Um, and, but I, I, uh, I uh, three weeks later, I got a call from a regular mom. And the studio, same studio, uh, different division of it, said, well, do you, do you think there's anything you could do with this book? It's kind of wonky. It's a girl, she's traveling the universe. So well, what happens? I uh, don't know much. Just, just traveling. Uh, I said, does she see things?" she a couple things, but... <laughs> And uh, so the book is known for being kind of non linear and un- untraditional, and that's why Madeline Langle is so brilliant. She-, she-, she kind of fractured what was expected of the genre and created a genre, did something completely different. But I said to them, I said, I never read the book. And I, after I read the book, I was captivated by Meg, and I said, I would love to make this. I'm very interested in making Mega Girl of Color. Happy to make it if. If, if you would be interested in, in that. And I said, I wanna have a, a, a black girl save the universe. And that's worth doing to me. And they said, okay. And that's what we did. And you know, it was uh, deeply, deeply meaningful to me because these images don't exist. They just don't exist. There is no movie with, um uh, very few films with girls as the protagonists, let alone girls of color. And complicated
1: girls. I mean complicated girls. She's sentences.
2: she's difficult. She's <laughs> difficult. She's to talk to Meg, You know, have a conversation with her, like, uh, really, really, really. Come on, hurry it along. She's just she's a girl who's just complicated in the best way. And um, and you know, she goes on this amazing journey and saves herself and, the, and her family and her father and the universe in the end, and those themes are just so big, and even though it was a long shot, roll with the dice, crazy kind of film to make, kids movie, I don't have any kids on purpose, they're lovely. It's like kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, <laughs> love, love, love you, mothers. Um, it's just a job that I can never do. I just know myself, and I know I can't do it. It's the hardest job in the whole, whole world. So props to the moms. Um, but to be able to—that was my way of mothering. It's my giving back to kids. I believe the images that we share with children are really a social justice issue. It is a social justice issue what our kids consume, what they see, what they imbibe, what they It is. And I think that film in a time is just as important for white boys to see that film, as it is for black girls and girls of all colors to see the film, to understand that a girl can lead. You can follow a girl. You can follow a black woman, a brown woman, an Asian woman. You can follow women. She's the leader. Purposely, as I directed it, I would tell the boys, because she leads a group of two boys, they could never stand in front of her. It's something that you, you probably won't notice watching it a girl watching is going to subconsciously know and a boy is too. She's always in the foreground. Before they make a decision, they look at her and then she says, yes, let's go. Right? All these little things in there. Just the cues. And that's what entertainment should be, you know. We, um, it is a teacher. It can be that. And it can teach us the wrong way to think about each other. Uh, it can teach us to fear each other. It can create stereotypes or it can open all of that up. And, um, and so every an opportunity to just try to open it up.
1: So another life lesson there. <laughs> learning how to take no almost as a vitamin. That's saying one. no, learning how to take no almost like a vitamin so you can say yes, saying no so you can say yes to the right things. Yeah. And when you were talking about how Megan is in, in ahead and that they're looking to her for affirmation when she makes a decision, how many women in the room have been in a situation at work where you say something and instead of just taking your word, they look to see if there's affirmation from someone else, and they look to see if there's usually affirmations
2: all the time. Oh, yeah, all the time. Still. So those images, oh, yeah. you know, that that messaging is
1: really important. Yeah. thank
0: you. So just how cool was that? Was anybody really expecting that? Um, there's not too many people that probably know that story. I know I didn't, so I was definitely taken off guard. As I was sitting at the luncheon and to hear that she was actually offered the opportunity to direct Black Panther first. Um, but saying no to that opportunity gave her something even more um, in alignment with her purpose as she is now um, the director for A Wrinkle in Time. Which I think she was able to put her spin into it, her passion, Um in alignment with all of her values for um, really shifting culture and the portrayal of women in leadership and, and um, valuing women in society. So I really feel like that was the perfect example of saying no and what the best yes, that diamond yes actually looks like. So I hope you enjoyed. Ava dropped so many nuggets during this keynote that I'm actually splitting up Um, all of the important sections into two parts so this was part one I'm probably going to throw in something a little bit different for next week's motivation and then circle back to the rest of Ava's keynote but if you have questions if you like this if you have any comments please feel free to email them to me leah at Think three, spell out three, media.com. Otherwise subscribe to this podcast, tell people about it. If it blesses you, go back all the way to the beginning and listen to all the interviews that I've conducted. Um, they're all done with a purpose. They're all done to inspire your way of living the way you think, um, share it, like it. And I look forward to hearing from you guys next week. All right, I'm signing off. Bye-bye.